Hello and welcome to the Luxembourg History Podcast, brought to you by RTL Today. My name's Tom Tutton and I'm your host for our first series. Today we're continuing the story of Luxembourg in the 20th century with a look at the experience of the royal family during World War II. We'll cover how Grand Duchess Charlotte became an icon of resistance in the wake of the German invasion in 1940, how her son Jean was present at the liberation of Luxembourg, and we'll also delve into the tragic story of Charlotte's sisters, one of whom would end up in a Nazi concentration camp. We hope you enjoy the podcast. So as we learned last week, Grand Duchess Charlotte came to the throne in 1919 in the middle of a political crisis after the abdication of her sister Mary Adelaide. And despite the fact that monarchies were being deposed across Europe in the wake of World War I, she was overwhelmingly supported in a public referendum on the fate of Luxembourg's royal family in September of 1919. In November of the same year, she married her first cousin, Prince Felix of Bourbon-Palmer. The couple would go on to have six children, starting with Jean, who was born in 1921 and would go on to become Grand Duke in 1964. The Grand Duchess's role in the political system was much reduced after a change in the constitution in 1919, and Charlotte would largely leave the running of the Luxembourgish state to the politicians. After the death of the former Grand Duchess Mary Adelaide in 1924, Charlotte was left with four sisters, Hilda, Antonia, Elizabeth and Sophie, and the outbreak of the Second World War in 1939 would have devastating consequences for the Grand Ducal family. That said, the conflict actually began rather bizarrely with the Phony War, as the Western Front remained quiet from September 1939 to May 1940. The Grand Ducal family toyed with the idea of rapidly building up Luxembourg's armed forces with the intention of deterring the expected German invasion, but the plan was not supported by the Luxembourgish population, which hoped to maintain neutrality. When the Nazis invaded Luxembourg in May 1940, Grand Duchess Charlotte was thus left with an impossible dilemma, the same one that Mary Adelaide had faced in 1914. Should she remain with her people in Luxembourg, or leave the country to avoid becoming a pawn of the invading forces? Mindful of the way things had gone for her sister, Charlotte took the difficult but necessary decision to leave the country. Having received a warning that the German invasion was imminent, on May 9, 1940, Charlotte, Felix and their children fled to the south of France, before leaving for Portugal through Spain. The Grand Duchess's family, including her mother, the Dowager Grand Duchess Maria Anna, soon escaped Europe to settle in Montreal, but Charlotte went to London, where she would be better placed to help her country. From London, she made regular morale-boosting BBC broadcasts to her fellow Luxembourgers, who risked facing the firing squad for listening to her voice. Despite this, Luxembourgers tuned in in great numbers, and Charlotte soon became an icon of resistance and the consoler-in-chief for the Luxembourgish population facing the strain of the Nazi occupation. The Grand Duchess also did her utmost to raise Luxembourg's profile on the international scene. In 1940 and 1941, she travelled through Canada and the United States on a goodwill tour highlighting Luxembourg's plight in a bid to rally international support behind the Grand Duchy. She formed a close bond with American President Roosevelt and his wife Eleanor, to the extent that FDR addressed her as Dear Lottie in his letters. They remained in regular contact until Roosevelt's death in 1945. In the meantime, Charlotte's husband Felix and her son Jean joined the British Army in 1942. Jean, aged only 21, volunteered with the Irish Guards, while his father served in a number of roles. By 1943, Jean had trained as an officer at the British Military Academy at Sandhurst, and on June 11, 1944, he was deployed to Normandy only five days after D-Day. Serving as a lieutenant, he fought at Caen and liberated Arras and Brussels, and in early September, hereditary Grand Duke Jean was ordered to join his father in the American 5th Armoured Division, 
and together they liberated Luxembourg on September 10th, 1944. The war wasn't over for Jean, however. He returned to active duty on the 17th, and later saw action at Arnhelm, at the Battle of the Bulge, and at Reichsfeld. With the war's end in sight, on April 14, 1945, Grand Duchess Charlotte returned to Luxembourg in a highly emotional ceremony. After the Second World War, Charlotte enjoyed a largely peaceful reign that ended when she chose to abdicate in 1964. She lived on for 20 years at Fischbach Castle in central Luxembourg, where she finally died on July 9, 1985. Charlotte is commemorated with a statue in her honour on Place Clairefontaine, and she was interred in the Grand Ducal Crypt of the Notre Dame Cathedral in Luxembourg City. Charlotte had thus survived the Second World War intact, but it wasn't the same for her sisters. The Grand Duchess' youngest sister was Sophie, born on Valentine's Day in 1902. Sophie married Prince Ernst Heinrich of Saxony, the youngest son of former Saxon King Friedrich August III, in April 1921. They lived together at the magnificent Moritzburg Castle near Dresden and had three sons. Prince Ernst had been an outspoken opponent of the Nazis and was arrested during the Night of the Long Knives in 1934, but he was largely left alone during the war. Sophie was by all accounts happily married, but her health soon deserted her, and she died of pneumonia in Munich in 1941 at the age of 39. Charlotte's second youngest sister, Elizabeth, also lived in Germany during the war, and her life would be just as tragic. She had married another German prince, Ludwig Philipp of Thurn and Taxis, in November 1922. They lived at Niederreichbach Castle in Bavaria and had two children, Anselm and Inniger. But their happiness would be short-lived as Ludwig Philipp died of a heart malfunction in 1933 at only 32 years of age. Elizabeth was then heartbroken by Sophie's death in 1941, as well as that of her mother, Maria Anna, in the USA in 1942. The worst, sadly, was still to come. Elizabeth's son Anselm was conscripted into the German army and was killed in Ukraine in February 1944. And Elizabeth's tragic life would not outlast the war by long. In August 1950, she was taken ill and died at the age of 49. Charlotte's eldest surviving sister, Hilda, unlike her sisters, did manage to escape Europe. She had married the Czech Prince Adolf of Schwarzenberg, with whom she bought a farm in Kenya, where they spent a large amount of time. Schwarzenberg was a strong opponent of the Nazi regime and a noted supporter of Jewish people in Prague and Vienna, and Hilda and her husband eventually escaped Czechoslovakia and joined Charlotte in the US, but they would never regain their extensive properties in Eastern Europe as they were confiscated by the communists after the war. And Hilda's husband died of a heart attack in 1950, leaving her a widow for almost 30 years until she passed away in Luxembourg in 1979. So as we have seen, Charlotte's sisters suffered greatly throughout the 1940s as a consequence of the Nazi regime. But none suffered anywhere near as much as Charlotte's final sister, the fourth of the six sisters, Antonia. Antonia had already caused her eldest sister, Mary Adelaide, great problems when she became engaged to Crown Prince Ruprecht of Bavaria, a field marshal on the Western Front during the First World War in 1918. Now this engagement was actually cancelled for a while following political unrest in Bavaria during the transition to a republic. But the two did eventually get married in April of 1921. Antonia, known to her family as Tony, was 21 when she got married. Ruprecht, 53. But the couple would have six children together, and they lived in Bavaria, where Ruprecht never renounced his claim to the throne. Ruprecht and Antonia, as with all her sisters, were sternly opposed to the Nazis. And in fact, Ruprecht apparently once told King George V of England that Hitler was insane. By 1939, Ruprecht and Antonia had been forced to flee Germany due to pressure from the Nazi regime. 
and for the duration of the war, the family was basically on the run, just like her sister Charlotte. They settled for a time in Italy, but in 1944, after an assassination attempt on Adolf Hitler's life, Repressed and his family were designated as opponents of the Nazi regime. Repressed tried to hide Antonio and their three youngest daughters in a convent in Italy, but they were discovered by German troops and arrested in April 1944. Two more of Antonio's daughters were also arrested, while Repressed and their son Heinrich went underground. Antonia was held for a time in Innsbruck, where she contracted typhus and was hospitalised along with her daughter Ermengarde. Meanwhile, Antonia's stepson Albrecht and his family were also captured by the Nazis in Hungary. And thus, the sister of the Grand Duchess of Luxembourg and her entire family ended up in a Nazi concentration camp. The family first arrived at Sachsenhausen Oranienburg in northeastern Germany, a camp where 30,000 of 200,000 inmates died. They were then transferred to Flossenburg, a camp in Bavaria. And here, Antonia was allegedly tortured by her captors for information on the whereabouts of her husband, which she did not give up. The family were once again moved to Dachau, the oldest Nazi concentration camp where they stayed until it was liberated on April the 29th, 1945. Antonia was not there, however. She had fallen badly ill again, and she was eventually found by Grand Duchess Charlotte's husband, Felix, in a hospital in Jena, where her weight had fallen under 40 kilos. Felix managed to bring her back to Luxembourg, but she never fully recovered from her ordeal. She swore never to return to Germany and spent most of her last years in Italy and Switzerland. In July 1954, Antonia's daughter Editha was involved in a serious car accident in which her husband died. And the news of this came as such a shock to Antonia that she herself died on July the 31st, 1954, at the age of 54. The story of the Luxembourgish royal family during World War II is therefore a tale of tragedy and resilience, and in many ways the suffering of the Grand Duchess and her family tied the whole family to the Luxembourgish people, who had endured great hardships during the Nazi occupation. But that will be the story of another week. Thank you for listening, and I hope you'll join us for the next episode of the Luxembourg History Podcast. This episode was based on articles by Natalie Lodi and Sarah Kames. Script adaptation and hosting by Thomas Tutton, Production by Martin Johnson, brought to you by RTL Today.